Last year, we learned that lacrosse would return to the Olympic Games in 2028 after a century-long break. While the sport is returning to the world stage before then, the Canadian women are set to compete in the first-ever Women's World Box Lacrosse Championships. This past weekend, history was made in Langley as female lacrosse players from across Western Canada participated in the first tryout for Canada's first-ever female national box lacrosse team. Joining me now to discuss this weekend's events is Tammy Rayner. She's the general manager of the women's national team. Tammy, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So tell me, how important was this weekend and what transpired in, in, uh, in Langley? This weekend uh, was pivotal in terms of we've made history. Um, this is the first time ever that women's box lacrosse is going to be part of a world championship. Uh, so Langley, BC hosted the first ever tryouts for female athletes to have the opportunity to represent Canada. Hmm. Uh, I, I'm curious, why has it taken this long? That is, that is a great question. Uh, women in sport have been hitting the international stage uh, for some years now with the field lacrosse discipline. Um, and we have been fighting for a very long time for there to be inclusion and recognition for women's box lacrosse. Uh, so we are finally here. Um, in regards to the sport of lacrosse, I'm just looking back. I understand that we, we had uh, women's teams uh, even here in British Columbia in the 1930s, I believe. Uh, so this has always been a sport that's been part of the, the cultural fabric of Canada and of British Columbia. Um, it, speak to me a little bit about where the sport, not just fell off, perhaps may not be the right word, but certainly where the challenges lay, where we're once again, where you and your your colleagues are once again helping this sport rise. Yeah, certainly all the way back into the, you know, some of the women's teams in the 70s. And I go to the 70s because that's when some of my coaches um, first played and I first knew about uh, box lacrosse. And so they've been fighting for, as I mentioned, just a really long time to have this sort of grow um, and they've done an excellent job laying the foundation and growing the game and getting more females involved in box lacrosse and um, you know they used to go just a little bit from town to town sort of uh, having competition and, and games against one another and now it's grown um, across the country and certainly in many of our or even our smaller provinces have have great numbers coming forward to uh, like I said have the opportunity to represent uh, Canada so it has taken a really long time and there have been a remarkable group of many women, uh, including especially Michelle Boyer from BC herself, mm-hmm. um, who has done a, is very pivotal in terms of, of hitting the international stage uh, with world lacrosse and, and having this be recognized as a world event. Uh, in your mind, uh, moving forward, um, you know, you've, you've reached a certain level. We're talking about a very historic event uh, that occurred yesterday in Langley. Um, what are the next set of challenges that you see? Because you know the sport very well. There's the on-the-ground realities of just picking your players and training them and, and providing them uh, the capacity to grow uh, and to build. But there's also the corporate side. There's the sponsorship side. Uh, if you were to look into your crystal ball over the next two to five years, what are some of the challenges and hurdles that you see uh, to grow the sport, especially with women's lacrosse in this country? I think at the grassroots level, this sport is very reasonable in terms of cost to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't, you know, there's, there's very little equipment that is required. Um, there is some, obviously, in box lacrosse, uh, little to no equipment involved in field lacrosse, as well as the sixes discipline. It's keeping females in sport. And, I, and I've said before that um, I have to give, you know, pay tribute to the coaches that 
uh, do an excellent job with long-term athlete development and keeping players involved. And there's so many opportunities for young athletes to be part of any of the disciplines of lacrosse and to continue playing through high school and then even opportunities to go to an NCAA school or stay within their own provinces to play lacrosse at the university level. And uh, we even this weekend had an individual trying out as a 61-year-old goalie. So I think seeing for young women to see that the longevity of this sport in terms of, you know, it's not over when you're 25. We're a sport that offers opportunities to play in master's leagues that are, you know, sort of after perhaps you retire from a national team level, you can play in master's leagues until your body basically tells you that it's no longer going to play. Um, it, in terms of some some of the obstacles will definitely be the financial piece of um, just gaining, gaining more opportunity for travel uh, with teams. Uh, right now, our athletes, um, at, at tryout stages, they do pay out of pocket to come to the tryouts, and then as soon as they've been named to a smaller group, uh, then that's funded by our national governing body, which is Lacrosse Canada. Uh, but it, being able to participate in, in many of the events that are coming out does obviously cost money, and so it is going to be you know gaining sponsorship and recognition to help for all of our athletes to stay involved. Uh- in your mind, as as an executive, as somebody who's also uh, you know in charge of the women's national team, uh, is there are there sort of examples or perhaps lessons from uh, professional women's hockey, which has just launched in uh, in Canada? You have the WNBA as well. You've seen interesting work uh, and and growth, and still women fighting for their right rightful place. You see that in women's soccer that we in the last year or two. You see that in women's soccer in the United States as well. Uh, are there lessons to be learned f- uh, for yourself uh, as someone who drives this sport uh, from other sports uh, in regards to lessons learned moving forward? Absolutely, I think learning from um, learning from and working together with uh, women in other sports so that we can continue to forge ahead. And it, it is about recognition and sponsorship and um, just in terms of having financial means to be able to have more women stay involved in the sport. And the recognition that we are receiving, you know, in various media ways is certainly helping. And now is the opportunity. We're seeing so many more women's teams at the forefront of, of news articles and opportunities for, you know, radio conversations as well as TV conversations. So whatever we can do to continue to forge ahead and have uh, women as, as the face of, of sport is phenomenal. So the tryouts this weekend, Langley, uh, the first, uh, how many more will there be across the country? So we had uh, earlier, uh, a week ago, we had tryouts in Ontario that hosted uh, 98 athletes. Mm -hmm. This past weekend, there were over 100 in Langley, B.C. From these two tryouts, there will be uh, 46, approximately 46 athletes that will be named Mm -hmm. to come to uh, a mini tournament that is is scheduled to take place uh, in Ontario the first weekend in June. Uh, that mini tournament will consist of Ireland, uh, Haudenosaunee, as well as Canada. We'll have two teams placed in, a red and white, sort of at that point. And then a final selection camp in early August. And from that, we'll, we will have a roster of 23 named athletes that will then represent Canada at the box championships that are taking place in Utica, New York. Hmm. Uh, uh, and that's in September. It's in September. Okay. Uh, I just want to uh, just go back to one of the comments that you made about the entry point to play lacrosse. So if you're a parent, I'm just curious, what's the cost roughly in regards to suiting up your kid for lacrosse? 
It, well, you know, in terms of stick, I mean, here's the here's the great thing about the sport of lacrosse is that we find it's just this big, wonderful family, and there's always an opportunity for organizations to sort of have a buy-in swap or, you know, equipment that gets donated because we're just so passionate about having women join the sport. Um, that in box lacrosse, you, you know, your sticks are cost anywhere between $100 and $200, um, and, and even more than that. And then equipment can cost around $100 to play box lacrosse or, or slightly more. But again, there's so many um, avenues through social media that you can uh, purchase used equipment just to come out and give it a shot. Um, also, many organizations offer Learn to Play, which is free. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll have a Learn to Play, oppor- play opportunities to come out and give it a try. And, and then, you know, it's, it, I think it's a quick sell. Once you give this game a shot, you never really want to step away from it. So uh, cheaper than hockey is <laughs> where I was getting it, to. It is. Significantly, <laughs> significantly cheaper than hockey. Our seasons, uh, you know, a, a season could, could cost, uh, you know, anywhere between 500 to to $1,000. And then if you needed new equipment on top of that, it might be a couple hundred more than that but it's significantly less than the price of hockey. <laughs> All right, there you go. Well, congratulations to you uh, and, and the sport uh, for uh, a very historic tryout in Langley, and all the best to you moving forward into 2024. Thanks so much, Tammy. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciate your time.